Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, on this week's interview episode, I'm very happy to have Christian Michelson here with me on the show. Christian is a highly successful entrepreneur, coach, healer, and author of the newly released book, Abundance Unleashed. Hello there, Christian. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, so, so happy to have you and pick your brain about uh, what better topic than uh, your new newest book, Abundance. And uh, it's something that is a, a constant uh, topic on the show. And uh, so anxious to dig in with you on that. But before we do, I would like to start out with the same question I always start out with. You're in an elevator. You have 10 floors to answer. The guy next to you looks over, says, what's your passion? What do you say? Healing the world, healing people, helping people release the biggest blocks, barriers, fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, keeping them from having what they want and being their best selves. That's what I I'm passionate it. about. That yeah. is that is a very good passion, and uh, I look forward to learning more about that passion. And, and you know, why don't we do this? Why don't we start just to give people a little context? Give you know, give us a little bit of background: who you are, where you're from, you know, wh- what led you to doing the work that you're doing. Yeah, um, yeah. So my yeah, my name is Christian Michelson, and I'm from uh, San Diego, California. I I live in San Diego, California. I'm originally from the Chicago suburbs. Um, I grew up, you know, maybe maybe starting off middle class, and my parents used to fight about money a lot, fight about a lot of things a lot, and they got divorced, and then um, my mom was basically raising four kids by herself with uh, the, with an in, with the income from a, a waitress job. Um, sometimes we would, yeah, so sometimes we would uh, the electricity would get shut off, the gas would get shut off, the the phone would get shut off. The garbage wouldn't get picked up. It's kind of almost like, you know, basically my mom would have to figure out, like, which bill to pay next. And then 
and you never know what was going to happen. And so um, we got a lot of food pantry food. I grew up on uh, food stamps and special lunch programs and hand-me-down clothes from my brothers who were who are eight and a half and nine and a half years older than I am. Uh, and so they were so not. Those were a little bit dated by the time you got them, too, huh? <laughs> yes, I was wearing ha- I was wearing bell bottoms in the eighties, and uh, yeah, you were the last member of members only. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had glasses when I was a kid, and then they broke, and so I was the kid with the tape on their gla- on the glasses and everything. <laughs> oh man! So I got teased a lot, and and I I I felt like I was being teased because of my clothes and my glasses, and for. And so I, I associated that all my problems were because I was I didn't have money, and then you know there was this kid in, that I remember in, in school who um, he got these brand new fruity smelling markers, which was like this total innovation for you know markers back then that they actually right. smelled they smelled good too, and so people were like, oh my god, I'll be your best friend if I can use your markers, you know, and I was like. Oh, and alas, if only my parents were rich and can afford fruity-smelling markers, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know how much fruity-smelling markers were, and maybe my parents even could have, you know, maybe my mom could have could have found had found the money for some fruity-smelling markers, uh, you know, at some point. Like but, splurge for a bad flavor or something, one of the less <laughs> desirable fruits. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so... <clears throat> So I, I grew up feeling poor, and I felt like, you know, boy, money would solve all my family's problems, solve all my problems. And I grew up, uh, you know, thinking, oh, boy, you know, I need to figure out a way to, you know, master money and make money. And, um, you know, went to college, got a degree, got a job. But then, I, you know, I ended up in a job I hated. I got an idea for a business. I started that business. And, um, you know, to make a, short, a long story short, you know, ended up, not sticking with that business, but going into a different business, which is the business I'm in today, and grew it. You know, I've grown it to multi-million dollars. Um, I've you know went from welfare to multi-millionaire, from rags to riches kind of thing. Um, and not only you know did I learn a lot about money and abundance, financial abundance, but also abundance in all areas of life, including like time abundance. Right. You know, a lot of people just feel like you don't have enough time. Well, what if you could have all the time in the world? And love right. abundance. You know, a lot of people feel like, you know, oh, I'm just not getting the respect, the appreciation, the um, the love, you know, that they want from other people, um, whether it's in a romantic relationship or friendships or just respect from peers or coworkers or whatever. And um, and there's, you know, you can have abundance in all areas of life. You can have all the love that you want, all the wealth that you want, all the um, health. Gratitude, happiness, success—it's all available to us. And uh, the only thing that is keeping us from it is ourselves. Not that we don't—not that we consciously don't want to keep us from have keep ourselves from having the things that we want. But unconsciously, right. um, the reason we don't have the things that we want is because of fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, limiting thinking, and um, and those things stand in our way. And I have some really powerful tools for helping people release those things so they can actually get what they want and get it fast. Beautiful. Well, I know uh, 
I know in this day and age, getting the information, getting it fast, you know, everything is, how do I do it as quickly as, as give, you know, give me the download, give me the download. And, you know, even, and I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't somewhat the same way. It's like, even with this podcast, it's like, I don't have as much time to read as I once did. And, or I haven't at least figured out how to bend space and time to the, to the degree where I can, I can get in all the reading I once did in the past. So this is such a great way for me to connect with people who've written amazing, you know, books such as I'm sure yours is. Uh, and even just looking at it a little bit, you know, it just came out. It looks like it's getting amazing feedback. So I'd love to get the download from you on, you know, kind of what's in the book and what some of those ways are uh, that, that people can unleash their abundance. Great. Well, I'll make sure we get to time because I know that's definitely one we, a sweet spot for you. Um, but- yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I saw someone, you know, uh, Christian say recently their whole job. I forget who it was. It was someone that was really, really successful. And they said, my whole everything I do now is about how do I buy myself more time? And mm. uh, I thought that was a really interesting way to to look at it, because that is the most precious commodity of all. Right. You know, it is. And, uh, you know, that concept of buying more time, <clears throat> certainly as you become more wealthy financially, it's easier to, you know, you can hire people to do things for you. You know, instead of cleaning right. your own house, you could have somebody else clean your house. Great. You just saved yourself, I don't know, two hours a week or whatever it might be. I don't, I haven't cleaned my yep. own house in so many years that I don't even know how long it would take. But, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, but you know, you know, and that's one thing too. Is like you don't necessarily have to be "quote unquote" rich in order to do that. I mean, it depends on what you know, where you know. Not not necessarily everybody can that's listening can afford to hire somebody, or but maybe you could. You know, it may not be as expensive as you think. And you know, what's that? What is that extra hour worth, or extra two hours, or whatever? You know, what is that worth? And if you make this is a thing that entrepreneurs think about is, you know, if I could make. $50 an hour in my, you know, running my business, but I could hire somebody else for $20 an hour to do some of the work. Like you need to make right. that trade all day, every day. And that is definitely great entrepreneurial thinking. However, right. what time abundance about isn't, isn't about buying more time or hiring other people. I mean, certainly it's could be, you could do those things. And those things can certainly help free up your time. Um, and I actually have an entire time abundance program called Free Your Time for Your Life. So the uh, the abundance book, my, um, Abundance Unleashed, Abundance Unleashed, Open Yourself to More Money, Love, Health, and Happiness Now, covers all, you know all the uh, the major categories, including time. Although the time's not in the although time's not in the uh, title. Right. Um, but I have but I have a whole program about time. So I, what I'd love to do is let me share with you some of the secrets about money and overall abundance thinking and then we'll circle back around and make sure we we apply some of this specifically to time abundance sound good beautiful i love it okay all right so the first chapter of the book is the title of the first chapter of the book is thank god we're rich so <laughs> i love it i grew up like i said you know, not super well off. And my, my brothers were a lot older than I was. Eventually they moved out and I was 12. My sister was a little older than me and she was, you know, out hanging out with friends or something. And so most days I would be having to make dinner for myself while my mom was out working. And right. 
And so what do we get from the food pantry that I know how to make as a 12-year-old? Mac and cheese. So I was making mac and cheese until I was so sick of mac and cheese I never wanted to see mac and cheese again. (laughs) And, you know, now, um, you know, I have enough, you know, well enough off that I hired a personal chef and, uh, and had her coming and cooking four days a week for us. And uh, what do my kids want to have? Want her to cook every day? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. <laughs> mac and cheese. But it's a mac lot more gourmet than your craft <laughs> mac and cheese that you made. I bet. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes for sure. But you know, sometimes it is still straight up craft mac and cheese. You know. Right. Right. Um, but you know, it's you know, rich is really a perspective because yes, while I didn't have the best of food or I had to cook for myself sometimes or whatever. And sometimes our electricity would get turned off and, you know, water didn't get paid, you know, all that stuff, water would get turned off. Um, as poor, quote unquote, poor as we were, we were really richer than most kings, you know, from all throughout all of time, throughout all of history until maybe a couple hundred years ago when electricity and running water became, you right, know, became prevalent. Right. You know, no electricity, no running water, no indoor plumbing, no heating and air conditioning. You know, we didn't have air conditioning. We had this one little room, tiny unit, air conditioner unit that like in the super hot, horrible Chicago summers, which would get really hot sometimes, everybody in the family would be like in this one room, like this is close to the, the little air conditioners we could get. But, you know, we had one, you know. And in the winter, yeah, sometimes the heat, would, like the gas, would, got turned off, and so then we'd be like, you know, have we'd have space heaters to try to like heat up the room. Or when, I remember turning on the oven, which we had an electric oven, and having leaving the door of the oven open so that the the that would try to warm up some of the room. But you know, wow. in spite of all that, like we, you know, we have so much more than we ever had than than even the greatest kings ever had. And even as poor as I was, you know, it's richer than a lot of people living in Africa right now are, right? Like you've got right. millions of people living with metal tin huts as their homes, you know, right. and having whole families live in those things. Like, so money isn't, being rich isn't about how much money you have. It's two things. Number one, it's an identity. And I would recommend everybody should just take on the identity of being rich because the identity of being poor in middle class, you know, it's okay, but not as good as being as seeing yourself rich. But the word poor itself has some like pity and weakness like built into it. Like, oh, that poor boy over there who, you know, fell off his bike or something, you know. It's like right. we feel bad for it's like feeling bad for is built into the word poor. And that's not a totally. strength that's not a strong place to come from. If you want to produce great results in this world, if you want to have an amazing life, don't see yourself as poor, poor me. It's, it's see yourself as rich. Rich is, has a vibrancy in it. And I know some people judge people who are rich or have judgments about being rich or, you know, will say that, you know, money's not that important and all that stuff. And, and while I wouldn't say money's the most important thing in the world, if you don't make money important, I mean, imagine if you said, my relationship's not that important. My love, you know, my wife isn't that important. Right, like how right. how good is your relationship going to be with your wife if you're like not making her important, or how good's your health going to be if you don't make your health important, right? So right. you need to make you want a balanced life. 
You know, it's not like about making money the most important thing in our lives. It's not about making money more important than, you know, your family or more important, like not making money where you're going to like kill people to get money. It's not about that, right? Right, Just, There's right. abundance. We are swimming in oceans of abundance. There's money to be made everywhere. There's money everywhere. And abundance of everything everywhere. We're swimming in it. It's, it's, opportunities are everywhere. So being rich is a great thing. And I know sometimes we have some judgments about people who are rich, and those are things that may be keeping us from getting richer. For sure. And so I recommend people take on the identity of being rich. So number one, take on the identity of being rich, because when you see yourself as rich, you're going to start thinking like you're rich. You're going to start acting like you're rich. You're going to start attracting like you're rich. And that's what we want. We want to bring more wealth into our lives. If you, if you keep seeing yourself as poor, if that's your identity, then opportunities could come up and you'll think, oh, you know, but yeah, I can't do that or I don't know, you know. But if you see yourself as rich and you see an opportunity, you'll be like, I'm on it. So so that's the first part of it. The second part of it, of being rich, is, is the richest person in the world isn't the person with the most money. It's the person with the most gratitude. You know, so if you want to be rich, start appreciating everything you've got. And I don't, you know, and it's great to be rich in all areas of life. We want to be rich in friendships, rich in our relationship, rich in great health, rich in happiness. And we want to be rich financially. At least I want to, and I think most people do. And I think it's good to be. It's good to be rich in all areas of life. I mean, how silly would it be to be rich in all, in every other, every area except for financially? I mean, why not go for the whole thing? Right. It's, it's energy, right? It's current currency money. It's, it's energy and it's a form of energy, whether you like it or don't like it or don't agree with the systems in place. It's the system. It, it, you know, we live in a monetary based economy at this point in time. So you might as well thrive within that, uh, within that economy because you can't be poor enough to help poor people or you can't be sick enough to help sick people you know and so i fully fully agree with that yeah so that's the first that's the first uh chapter of the book is really all about you know taking on that mindset and saying thank god i'm rich um i remember i started saying that a few you know just a couple of years ago it's like thank god i'm rich and I love it, it it's it's really you know and thank god i'm rich is it's really thanking the source Thanking the right. creator. So, you know, and, and it's not about, think, you know, it's about being grateful, thanking that it's like gratitude is the engine that drives more abundance in all areas. Yeah. So if you want to get richer in any area, get more grateful. Yeah, it's the, I heard Tony Robbins say recently, it's the, it, it, gratitude is the antidote to fear and anger as well. And really, you know, lack of abundance is sort of a lot of times uh, fear-based, right? You know, uh, lack of abundance is only, so if gratitude makes you rich, scarcity makes you poor. And scarcity right. is just a feeling, you know, just right. like gratitude is just a feeling. Scarcity yep. is a feeling. All of our fears are fears of feelings, and, you know, while I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins, I, you know, gratitude, if you're feeling really f- fearful, you might be able to gratitude your way out of it, but I'm not so sure. Right. But, and sometimes I'm sure you probably, you know, sometimes you probably can, but there may be sometimes where it's like, you're just too freaked out to just gratitude your way yeah. out of it, you know? And I know, you know, and I know for myself, like 
if I, you know, when I, I used to have a fear of a ter- terrible fear of heights and like, there's no way I could have gratituded my way out of that. Like if <laughs> right. I was in a high situation <laughs> and I'm freaking out, I don't think I could right. have gratituded my way out of there. But there right. are some really right. great tools for resolving those fears. And I want to, you know, we're definitely going to do- touch on those here in, in, in our interview if you'd like to. In fact, I'll just to. talk about them right now. There's two main techniques I use to rapidly work through fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, let go of all the stuff that keeps us from having everything that we want. So first of all, the, what, when I, you know, what keeps us from getting what we want is it really is mostly fear. And we often have fears of having what we want. So can you imagine mm. you know, people being afraid to be rich? Well, it's true. I, I, you know, basically, anything that anyone could ever want about 65% of the time, you're going to have, you'll have fear, you'll have some fear of actually having it. And the reason I say 65% is because I've been, I've been uh, taking polls of my audience where I have them write down all their goals. And then I have them imagine if you could achieve, if you, if you got all these, if you had, if you manifested all of the things that are on your list quickly and easily, imagine what that feels like, right? And so, of course, if you can imagine getting all the things that you want quickly and easily, you can imagine there's a lot of good feelings there. And there are. But about 65% of any given audience also feels some not-so-good feelings. They also feel some fear, some angst about having the thing they want, even quickly and easily. So we just eliminated time and effort, and it still creates angst for people to have what they want. So why is that? Well, you know, imagine if you, some people might want to get into a great relationship. Like, oh my gosh. And for me, I was single for four years and I was dating a lot and nothing was clicking. <clears throat> and so sometimes people are in a situation where like, I want to be in a relationship. And I know for me, I wanted to be in one. I would see people at seminars, holding hands, cuddling. And I was like, oh my God, I, you know, I want that. But I also had a fear of having my heart broken, you know? Right. And so, you know, so there's a part of me that wants to get into a relationship, and then there's a part of me that's afraid to get into a relationship. And so you might say, well, that makes sense about, you know, dating and relationships, and, but how does that have, like, money? Like, money can't reject me. Like, what, what's, what's the problem there? Well, you know, you might have some fears about having a lot of money. Like, wow, if I was really rich, then maybe people would, you know, try to rob me. Physically or use hold me, me up. for my what I have, right? They're befriending or, me. They yeah. really don't like me, you know. Right? Yeah. Or pretend to be my friend just to try to get my money. Or all of a sudden, all your friends and family are going to come out of the woodwork and try to be, you know, try to ask you for money, and you're going to have to have all kinds of uncomfortable conversations. Or right. you know, who knows? Or you'll be judged for being rich. You know, maybe either you might have unconscious judgments about rich people, or you think other people do. And now, if you're rich, now people are going to judge you. So. All that mental stuff are all things that can be resolved. But even that in and of itself, like maybe you don't have any angst or fear about the things you want. You're like, hey, dude, Christian, this is not, you know, I'm not afraid to have money. I'm not afraid to have love, but I don't have these things. What, what could be standing in my way? So then it might be the actions you need to take to get the things that you want. You might have some fears or some angst about taking those actions. Like, what if? What do you need to do to get into a great relationship? Maybe now you need to go up and talk to some people, and maybe that's scary, 
right? right? Or if you need, if you want to make, you know, make more money, maybe you got to go talk to your boss and ask for, ask him for a raise, right? Like, and maybe that's scary. So it's, we're either afraid of the things we want or afraid of doing the things that will get us the things that we want. And those are the things that keep us from having everything we want. So that's why I say that the, the, you know, the biggest thing keeping us from having what we want is ourselves. And so when we right. can master ourselves, then we master our lives and we get most everything that we want. And uh, I, you know, I'm certainly uh, an example and a role model. And um, you know, I, I have a super blessed life. I work part-time from home. Well, actually, I'm in my second home on the same street. I have a house that I live in with my family and I have a house that I work in. I work part-time. Uh, I have a business that does multiple millions of dollars. Um, I you know, can travel, go wherever the heck I want. I get to hang out with people, all kinds of people, do all kinds of cool things. I'm actually going to the Emmy Awards as we're recording this. I'm, it's coming up, but I'm sure by the time people will listen to it, it'll have just happened. So I'm going to the Emmy Awards, which I went to which I went last year, too. It was really fun. Um, I got to go to, the, to uh, Elton John's Oscar party. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Um, you know, I got to write my new, I uh, got a, a book deal from Hay House to write this book, Abundance Unleashed, which just came out. Like, I, you know, I have an incredible wife, incredible kids, three daughters I love like crazy, get to spend tons of time with because I, you know, I, I mostly work part time. Right. <clears throat> um, you know, I, and not that my life is absolutely perfect. I still have challenges. I still have days where I, you know, am down or things happen that don't go my way and push my buttons. I mean, you know, it's not that there's not this utopia experience of life that once you're rich or once anything, once you're, you know, this, there is no happily ever after. It's, you know, there's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Right. You know, to be happy as you're going for the things that you want. You know, but you, you can live life not going for what you want, or you can live life going for what you want, and either life is okay, and your life is going to go by no matter what. Time's going to go by, 10 years is going to go by, 20 years is going to go by. No matter what, the years are going to go by, but you might as well have those years go by going after what you want, getting what you want, enjoying what you want, and the growth of who you become along the way, you know, that in and of itself is priceless and worth, and, you know, and worthwhile aside from all the, you know, the fun stuff that you, you know, that you may um, get to have or manifest for yourself. Right. So, so we have these fears and how do we resolve them? Well, all of our fears are fears of feelings. Uh, and again, this is all in my book, uh, Abundance Unleashed, which I want to just jump in real quick here is I want to give all of your listeners a free copy of the book. So if you would like to get a free copy just go to myabundancebook.com, and you can just go right now while you're listening, myabundancebook.com, and uh, I'll pay for the book. You just cover shipping, and I'll ship it. We'll ship it pretty much every, anywhere in the world. Um, you just cover shipping. You guys, co- you know, cover shipping for yourself, and I'll, I'll send it out. Obviously, you can also just order it yourself on Amazon or wherever. Go get it in the bookstore, um, Abundance Unleashed. Open yourself to more money, love, health, and happiness now. Uh, but I'm That's happy. really just, gracious of you. I just Thank feel like you. the most abundant thing I could do is give you, you know, give people a copy of the book. And you know, and I'm not sure. I'll make sure that you know this 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 offer is good for at least you know a couple months after this airs, or at least a month or two after after it airs. But you know, at some point that offer may change, and maybe we won't be doing that, you know, making that offer in the future. But uh, yeah, I just felt like the most abundant thing I could do is give is give everybody the book. So 
That's uh, beautiful. Be, Do they need a code or anything? Or is it if they go to the site, uh, it's automatically set up that way? All set up that way. Yeah, we're all set. Okay, beautiful. So, yep. All right, so what I was saying was, all of our fears are fears of feeling. So everything that we're afraid of, we're not really afraid of the situation. We're actually afraid of the feelings that the situation might create. So, you know, people who are afraid of public speaking, it's not actually speaking. We speak every day. You know what I mean? We're speaking. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking to you. You're speaking to me. You speak to people at work. You speak to people at home. It's not the speaking part, right? It's the it's the feelings that you are afraid you might feel if you were to actually do the public speaking. Maybe you're afraid right. of feeling anxious or you feel anxious thinking, oh my gosh, what if I'm up there and I screw up or they think I'm still, you know, they do a bad job or people judge me or like all that stuff. It's not the speaking, it's the fears, right? We're just afraid of the feelings that we might feel. So right. all of our fears are fears of feelings and we are hardwired as human beings to... Um, to seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's right. what keeps us alive, right? Pain yep. can equal can lead to death, right? Saber tooth tiger, <laughs> run, <you. laughs> yeah, run, yeah, or you know, get a get get a big rock and, and get ready, you know, or a spear or something. <clears throat> um, you know, fire, hot, ouch. You know, don't don't run into the fire, right? Stay away from that thing. Yep. So um, you know, and then pleasures like okay, food tastes good, feels good. Makes me happy, makes my belly happy. Food is good, right? Sex is good. Not only is sex good for the our physiology and our uh, mental health, but it's also, you know, it that it's critical to the survival of the species. You know, if, if right. everybody stopped having sex, the human race would disappear. So we are hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain, and that's normal and natural. And we apply it, however, to our our emotions. And, and that's where things go, go wrong. So we might feel embarrassed. And so then we feel these embarrassed feelings and we start, show, we start to shove them down. And we, start, we try to distract ourselves from our feelings with TV, internet, sex, um, drugs, rock and roll. <laughs> maybe not the rock and roll, but maybe. Um, you know, Could alcohol, <laughs> cake ice cream, right? All sorts of things, even, even in potentially positive ways, like people who are like exercise addicts who are like, you know, got to exercise like twice a day, three, you know, like, or workaholics, right. you know, people who are working a lot. A lot of times what's happening is we're trying to avoid feeling feelings. And so we're, and so we've got these feelings stuffed down inside and the way out is in. So we have to do the opposite of what we're hardwired to do Instead of trying to avoid the feelings, we need to actually seek the feelings. And so there's a technique I teach in the book called the peace process, which will help you. And I, I think you can get to peace on anything using the peace process. I don't think there's anything that's ever happened to any human being in the past, you know, like in our past, in your own past, or in your present, or anything you're worried about in the future that you can't get to peace about using the peace process. So how it works is, and I've done this for myself on thousands of things over the last 10 to 13 years since I've been doing this. And, uh, and I've been, you know, I work with clients all over the world. People fly in from all over the world to attend my seminars. Um, you know, I've, 
have over 200 and I don't know how many, 250,000 people on my email list or whatever that. So, you know, this TSW is what we say on our, in our world over here, which means this stuff works because it's, I've seen it over and over again, um, helping people and, um, and how it works is instead of, so if you have a, a fear or an anxiety or, you know, whatever the heck, like you've got some feelings that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. Well, let's, you know, let's just take it back to getting the stuff that we want, right? We want to create more abundance in our lives. You want more money. You want more a relationship. Whatever the thing is that you want, if you have some fear about getting it or fears about taking the actions that will get it for you, right? You just think about the thing that pushes your buttons and then you notice where in your body the feeling is. And Mm. then once you notice where the feeling is, maybe it's in your chest or it's in your throat or it's in your stomach or it could be in your head. It could be anywhere. Once you notice where the feeling is, then what you want to do is you just want to turn your attention to the feeling. And instead of trying to run from it or hide from it or push it away, you want to just actually let it live, let it breathe, let it grow, let it completely take you over and let it run its course. Because the energy in one of these feelings, in any of our feelings, is finite. It's not infinite. It can feel infinite. It can feel... They can feel extremely intense. They can feel mild, mildly intense. And how intense it is doesn't determine how long it takes to resolve using the peace process. So some things uh, I've, been, I've, I've worked on are like crazy. The intensity is like level 10 or a level 12 on a scale of 0 to 10. It's like super intense. And it you know, can go by in just a few minutes. And some and gets to peace, and that's it. It's resolved. It's handled. So... You know, if you have a fear of public speaking, you can use this process. It's not a thing, it's not a, a pump up to get you feeling good in the moment. It's right. a it's this isn't a band-aid technique. This is a uh, a deep healing resolution. So if you want to eliminate your fear of public speaking, you can do this to to where you get to peace this time, and then you'll be at peace every time. You know? I mean there could be exceptions where maybe you know, now you're comfortable public speaking, but all of a sudden you're going to be speaking in front of 10,000 people. Maybe that could push the buttons for you that, you know, if, you know, anew, right? Or now if you're suddenly you're speaking to the 25 people you most respect in the world who you really look up to and value their opinion. Now, all of a sudden you're, maybe you have some feelings come up, right? But right. for the most part, if you resolve it, it's resolved. So, and then even if that stuff comes up, that can get resolved too. Right. So, so you, you find the feeling in your body, you allow it to be there, you put your attention on the most intense part. So if there's a part of the feeling that's, you know, let's say it's in your chest, maybe there's a spot, maybe over to the, to the left or to the right, you know, where it's even more intense. And then you tune in even deeper to that most intense part. And you just kind of let your presence be there without trying to change it, without analyzing it, without trying to make it go away. And you just let it be. And the thing about this is we don't know how long it's going to take to resolve. It could take, it's a mystery. It's like there's oil in an oil candle and your presence is the flame. We don't know how much emotional energy oil there is in the candle, but your presence in the flame and it will burn out all the oil. There isn't anything that you can't get to peace with given enough time. Now, I will say there have been a few things. There's been like two or three things that I've had to have a lot of sessions of doing the peace process over the course of many months. One of those was my fear of heights. But now yeah. I, I go indoor rock climbing all the time. And when I first started, 
I was like freaking out and I wouldn't get to go to the top of a of a 25 foot high wall, even though I'm harnessed in and totally safe. Like I know my brain knows I was safe, but emotionally I was freaking out, right? So I couldn't even climb to the top of a of a 25 foot wall. I would go about, you know, I don't know, 12 or 14 feet up. And I was like, oh, that's good enough for me. And then just climb back down. Um, and then, you know, through, through working, on, working on this over the course of uh, eight or nine months, um, doing the peace process before rock climbing, during rock climbing, after rock climbing, uh, after about so eight right or nine in months. in the middle of it. <clears throat> even I, while I was doing it. Up. Yeah, yeah, so right in the middle of it, you're you're f- having that freak out. You're 12 feet up. So what yeah. you would just sit there and just be with it and 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 until it subsided or until no, like No, it was okay. not subsiding. No, no, no. Okay, I would just you. do a little piece at a time. Just a little piece at a time, just gotcha, pause for gotcha. a moment, let myself feel it because there's a part, especially when you're doing something that feels dangerous. They're like now yeah. all of a sudden it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to like, you know, actively push the feeling down so that I can get myself to, you know, take another step up. Right. Right. So then I'm like, okay, wait, I got to stop doing that. Let me just hold myself here or even hang here. I let go and just hang on and just let the feeling be there for a moment. Let it, you know, a little bit of it out. Right. And then go back to climbing. Uh, And I don't recommend, you know, peace processing right in the heart of, of what you're doing most of the time. Like if you have a fear of public speaking, it's much better to, resolve it before you have to go up and do it but sometimes you got to feel the fear and do it anyway you know whatever yeah, you got to do what happens when it comes it. up and you're in the middle of speaking right it's kind of and that's where it comes up most intensely it, it well, makes it a little tricky in in those cases right well yeah and so well for most people i don't know that it just pops up in the middle it could for some people but ultimately you know ideally you want to think about it ahead of time get yourself to peace ahead of time and then the proof is always in the pudding you know but usually if you can imagine public speaking or imagine the scenario that that's pushing your buttons and it, you can it feel the feeling just by imagining it and sure. then you go through the peace process and then you imagine it again and now you feel at peace, 90% of the time or more it's resolved. But the proof is in the pudding. So, you know, like at my seminars, I was working with one lady who had a like shyness. She had extreme shyness. She felt really uncomfortable talking to anybody. And I had her up on stage, and she was freaking out. And then I worked with her, and um, I got her feeling at peace. I'm like, all right, well, what would happen if you went and talked to somebody else in the room? And then she's like, you know, I think I could do that. And then I'm like, well, what about talking to somebody outside the room? She's like, oh, actually, that one pushes some buttons. Got her peaceful. I'm like, all right, she felt fine. I'm like, all right, great. Go talk to three people in this room, and then go introduce yourself to five people, complete strangers, and then let me know how it is and come, you know, after, after our break, come back, let us, let me know if it's fine. It's totally fine. So usually, you know, you resolve it, it's resolved. So this whole rock climbing one, this was one of the extremely rare situations where it took a long time for me to resolve this. Right. Um, but now I can, you know, I, I go climb, I go rock, into a rock climbing and I'll climb uh, these 55 foot walls, zero fear of heights, zero, wow. totally at peace, no concerns. I could hang there. I could, you know, I could be climbing. Like it, I feel completely safe. And the, the funny thing is, it's, it's we think it's the external situations that cause us to feel how we feel, but it's not because I was just as safe when I was scared. I was still in a harness. You know, I was just as yeah. physically safe. In fact, it's probably safer to go rock climbing when you have gear on and all that stuff, especially indoor rock climbing. 
it's probably way safer than it is to go driving, right? But to drive a car. But most people feel mm. safer driving and might feel scared rock climbing. So Good point. it's not about the thing, it's about us. It's 100% of the feelings that happen inside of us. So if you have you know, fear, of shy, fear of talking to people, fear of going to talk to somebody and, and, and ask them out on a date or something, like all of that stuff is resolvable. You can get 100% to peace on anything. And the peace process is one of the ways that I teach to do that. And the other one is called Instant Miracle. And the Instant Miracle is this, you, know, you had mentioned, uh, you know, talking about some sort of supernatural experience that had happened. All right. Well, now seems like a good time to tell those of you who aren't familiar a bit about our sponsor, Gaia. I've been a big fan of Gaia for many years now, which is why they're the only content provider I have ever reached out to in regards to potentially supporting the Positive Head podcast. So needless to say, I'm very excited they're now supporting this show. Gaia truly is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web. They have an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. They have a plethora of amazing content to always keep your positive head spinning. For example, in the brand new series, Beyond the Legend, best-selling author of Chariot of the Gods, Eric Von Daniken, takes us beyond the myths and legends that have shaped our view of history to present an alternate view of historical events, megalithic structures, and archaeological discoveries. Eric's been researching this stuff for over 50 years, so if you've ever wanted to deep dive into these sorts of topics uh, that you're just not going to find on traditional networks, Eric is doing just that on Beyond the Legend. And that's just one example of fascinating content you can find on Gaia. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to go deep down the rabbit hole to do so, Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. When I was in middle school, I had uh, a friend and a new friend, we were hanging out a lot. And then, you know, we went to, we went and we were walking home from school one day and we stopped off at a store, like a 7-Eleven convenience store kind of thing. And, um, and then we walked in there, we didn't get anything. We walked out and all of a sudden he started running really fast and he started laughing. And I was like, what the heck are you doing? And then he pulled out this large piece of, this piece of candy from his, from his sleeve and he was like, oh, I stole this. And I was like, oh my freaking God. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen anybody <laughs> steal before. And I was like, oh my God, I could never do that. That's like crazy. But we were hanging out and then like, you know, we'd walk to school in the morning together. We'd walk home from school at the end of the day together. And I just kept seeing him steal over and over and get away with it. And he kept like, you know, challenging me to do it. And I was like, no, I couldn't Crying. do that. And like, and then, um, and then all of a sudden, I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. He's like, here's how you do it. You just sneak it up your sleeve, you know? And so I did it. And then I was like, oh, my God. And, and especially having grown up poor and I don't have money for, for candy and he's getting all this free candy. I'm like, all right. So then, I got, I, so then we both started stealing on our way to school and sometimes on the way home from school. And then one night... I was laying in bed, 
And I could just feel the presence of kind of like these three beings, I guess. I don't know. Oh, wow. And I could tell that they, you know, they just said, if you steal again, you're going to get arrested. Interesting. And there wasn't, you know, there was no necessarily feeling of judgment that like you should stop or this is wrong or, you know, it wasn't like that. It was just How like, old were this, you? I was in junior high. So, um, I was probably 11 or 12. Yeah. Okay. And I started school when I was four. So I was, you know, kind of young when I was in school. So I was, I was probably maybe 12 years old and, um, so I, I I heard I had just could kind of like sort of like feel or sense or see this presence. They was kind of like up behind my head when I was laying in bed, and uh, and so then I I was on my way. My friend and I were on our way to the store, and I said, you know what? Like I have a really bad feeling about stealing anymore, and I I I think we should stop. And he was like, you know what? I had the same feeling. I think we should stop too. And then he said, but you know what, why don't we, why don't we just do it one last time? Oh, and this man. time, and this time let's get something big. And so we're walking around in the store and, you know, he's got a duffel bag. And one, the funny thing about like childhood sensibilities, like the markers being expensive or whatever, something big for us was he got a big bag of, of potato chips <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. large. Crime of the century. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supersize me. Yeah, and I went and I got this big bottle of Gatorade and I put it in my backpack. And we were on our way out the door and I saw this roll of certs, breath mints, and it was a different flavor I'd, that I'd never seen. And it was, and it was in, it was out of place. It was sitting in the wrong container. So it was like, it was almost like a light was shining from the heavens. And you, and just, oh, <laughs> the three beans put it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I picked it up, and I put it up my sleeve, and then I slipped it into my pocket. And my friend and I were walking out the door. My friend walked out the door. And then I started walking out the door, and the guy who worked there grabbed my jacket and grabbed me before I could get out the door. And he called the police and all sorts of stuff. So um, that's my supernatural experience. And, uh, and the reason I share that is because that was my first experience with what I now know were my spirit guides. Ah. And I had other experiences with my spirit guides over the course of my life. And one of those was when I was, um, had some, some, some angst I was feeling and I was um, peace processing it, but I was you know, just wishing it could heal even faster. And I uh, tuned into my spirit guides and I said, hey, you know, is there some healing? Is there something you could do here? And then sure enough, like they would do this healing and I could feel immediately better about about whatever was going on. And so I did that a couple of times. And then all of a sudden I started noticing I could do these, I would do these really big healing breaths while the healing was happening. And then I just started, I had this intuition. I'm like, I think I could do the healing on my own now. And wow. so I started doing these healings for myself. And it would, you know, instantly heal things. 
And then I started wondering, like, so, you know, I, I like have physical one, things I, or physical both, things or you? Both, oh, yeah, oh, wow. physical and emotional. Yeah. Wow. And so then I started thinking, you know, I wonder if, and I, you know, I've been a coach for the last um, 17 years or so. I was like, well, I wonder if I could do this to, you know, can I actually do this to my, heal my clients, do this work with my clients? And it worked for them. It was working with them. Then I started wondering, well, could I do this in groups? And so I started doing it at my live events, and people were getting extreme, like, amazing results. Now I actually do live events just the whole time where we're doing this, where, where we're working on, working through our stuff, working through our blocks to abundance, you know, abundance of happiness, abundance of success, abundance of money, love, health, all that stuff, and, and time abundance also. And we'll, we'll circle back around to that in just a second here. Um, but I do this. The, you know, so one of so one of my events is called Instant Miracle Experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unleash, or yeah, I'm getting. It's called Instant Miracle Experience. Unleash your abundance now. That's the subtitle. And mm-hmm. uh, and so it's three days, and people fly in from all over the world, and I just work with people. I bring people up on stage and do this healing with people one at a time. But also while I'm healing one person. I'm also healing the whole room. And wow. you know, people have had. People who've had, you know, been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is like a lot of extreme pain in their body, have, you know, gotten instantly better from that, you know, using Instant Miracle. Um, wow. People with lifelong migraines been, are now free of migraines ever again. People with arthritis, free of arthritis. People with um, hearing loss. One guy came in with uh, needing to wear hearing aids. And he came in, and he had an intuition to just leave his hearing aid case behind, or to take his hearing aid case with. And he was like, he he was like, I don't. Why would I need my case? You know, I leave my hearing aids in all day. And, and so he didn't take the hearing aid case. But I was working with one person on stage about her hearing, and while I was working with her, his hearing was healing. And eventually, um, he realized why he didn't. He should have brought his hearing aid case because he didn't need his hearing aids anymore, and he still doesn't need his hearing aids. His hearing improved. People whose eyesight, people who had eye issues, um, have had to go in and get new prescriptions because their eyes got better, and then even didn't even need them anymore. Wow. So um, yeah, it's it is remarkable. It's called you know, and I didn't you know I named the healing technique the instant miracle technique because it's instant and it's miraculous. And, you know, this doesn't mean that every single person with hearing loss is going to miraculously be healed. It depends on what, you know, what the underlying causes are. If there's some emotional or energetic challenges that are either causing it or keeping the body from healing itself, then those are the things where, boom, the healing works. If there's some, you know, if there's, if it's 100% physical, then sometimes the healing will release something so that the body can physically heal it because the body just naturally wants to heal itself, right? If you get a cut, right. your body's going to heal it. If you break a bone, your body's going to heal it. Your body is a natural healing mechanism. Um, but, you know, if there's a broken bone, I'm, I, an instant miracle is not going to instantly, you know, mend the, the bone back together. So there there are some things where, you know, you just really physically, like there's something that you just have to go let your body physically heal or maybe you need a surgery or something like that. So it's not. I'm not saying it's the cure-all for everything, but it is miraculous. What you know, what I've seen has been nothing short of miraculous for you know thousands of people all over the world, and um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So my two favorite techniques are the peace process and instant miracle. You know, and between the two, I feel like most everything is healable. I, I believe everything is 
healable on the inside, like inner emotional stuff, and many things are healable, you know, physical healings. Um, Do you believe that all uh, physical um, disease and ailments are emotionally based or, or energetic based? So it's, it's, it, there's a root to it that's all based off of blocked I, emotions or energy? I don't believe all of it is, but I believe a lot of it is. I think, I mean, science, you know, um, research is, is coming out left and right that shows like people's repressed and suppressed emotions lead to more health problems, right? Yeah, then people yeah. with the emotional problems are more likely to have health problems. So, <clears throat> you know, so it, that, that part's pretty undeniable at this point. So I believe that, yes, emotional problems, or I don't want to call them emotional problems. I would just call, you know, stuck, pent up, twisted up emotions that have been suppressed or repressed and energetic stuff that I don't even know what, you know, where, what that all means exactly. But I think there, yeah, there's definitely a lot of our health challenges are are based in those things. Now, I don't know if all of them are, and I definitely believe that some is just like, you know, dude, you know, you just got in a car accident. You know, it has nothing to do right, with energy but, or, so what, or emotion. Well, see, yeah. see, and, and, and I could definitely see why someone would say that, and, uh, you know, that's a very logical uh, idea. But, you know, for me personally, I would say the car accident is energetically, but it's all always a reflection and feedback loop in some way, shape, or form. Um, and you know, that's just my I, own personal I, theory. Yeah, and I don't, I, I won't, um, I won't refute that in any way. I'm not saying that that is true, and I'm not saying it's not. I'm, my, I'm saying for me, the jury's open, you know, the, jury, the jury's out on that one. But what I will Fair say enough. is that sometimes I've had people who got into a car accident, and then you know they ne- didn't, they never fully recovered, and then we did some instant miracle and peace process with them on, you know, some of the emotions related to the car accident, you know, shame about having done something wrong and ruined their parents' car, you know, um, just extreme fear and anxiety about because when the accident was actually happening, you know, like just so much stuff about the accident, about the accident, which that's another thing too, is if you blame yourself, you're much more likely, like you're punishing yourself. So she may have been punishing herself. We worked through that stuff and she instantly got much, much better. Now, um, she didn't instantly completely recover from all of the stuff. And I don't know, you know, um, it'd be great if, to, to check in with her to find out. Because like, sometimes, so she was instantly much better. And then sometimes her body now is, can heal itself. Like if you have all this pent up stuff, then maybe you're, you know, you know, you're blocking the healing from happening. So, so I've had stuff like that happen. And here's crazy stuff about, about here's a crazy story about finances, right? Because okay. I believe your inner world creates your outer world. So, you know, what happens inside is, will agree. reflect on what's happening outside. And my, a friend of mine got a $7.2 million judgment against him. Wow. So basically he owed $7.2 million. <clears throat> and to make it even worse, to make it even worse, he didn't even know that any of this stuff was happening um, until his assets were frozen and then wow. it was already, and by then it was, had already gone through court and with no representation on his end because he didn't know what was happening. He had moved. Wow. And, and so the, none of the legal stuff followed him. And it went to his attorney, but apparently his attorney didn't do anything about it. So, um, so anyway, he ended up not getting represented in court. So basically the, the people suing him won everything they wanted. And he couldn't do And by this point, by the time he had 
he had uh, knew, knew about it. his assets were already frozen there was and there was basically nothing he could legally do so he had wow, a seven that's crazy. point it is crazy and it's horrible and there was the one mistake like he did something that wasn't quote unquote wrong it was uh, it was like there was a there was a weird thing in the contract that he had with you know I don't want to go into all the details or reveal his story totally because I I don't you know I don't know if I haven't asked him if he's I, I'm pretty sure he'd be okay cool with, with it, it, but I, I don't, you know, I haven't gotten explicit yeah. permission. But sure. um, basically, there was something he did. It was legal. Um, and and so that's what resulted in this gigantic judgment. Um, it was legal. It wasn't illegal. He didn't do anything illegal. He didn't do anything, you know, wrong. He just, but anyway, but he, they, they made a case against him and he didn't, wasn't able to, to, to refute it. Right. So anyway, so we're having dinner and we're talking about it, and he's like, you know, he's just telling me about. It. He's telling me the whole story because I'd heard what a little bit about it, but I didn't know how it happened, what happened. So he told me what he did, and I was like, first of all, I think most. And he was like beating himself up about it. I'm like, I think most people would have done the exact same thing you did. I'm like, I think there's a really good chance I would have done what you did, you know. And I yeah. said, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with the whole thing, but I do know. If you get to peace, first of all, you're going to feel better about it. But second of all, if you're beating yourself up, then this judgment is a part of you that's punishing yourself. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, but what I would recommend is let's get you to peace about your decision in the first place. Let's get you to peace yep. about the whole scenario. Let's get you to peace about your your lawyer, who you could obviously be upset with, you know? Right, right. And... Let's get you to peace with this cup, with the people who sued you, and get you to peace about the whole the system and how the system worked and how it didn't work in your favor and all that stuff. Let's get you to peace, and who knows what's going to happen. But the worst case, the best thing is you're going to be at peace about having this seven point two million dollar judgment. And I'm like, you know what, dude, you can rise above this. You know, you this might just be the thing that motivates you to like kick major butt in your business. And like, you know, takes you to a whole other level. Like this, this, this isn't the end of the story. This is just a chapter. And so, you know, talk to him, instant miracle peace process and, you know, finished dinner and, you know, went our separate ways. And the next week he called me up and he told me that he got a letter from the company that he owed all, that he now owed $7.2 million for, to. And they said they would be willing to settle for $250,000. Oh wow, which is still a lot of money, but yeah. you know he's not you know he's in a position where he could actually come up with two hundred fifty thousand dollars and happily do so to get this thing handled. And he immediately said, you know, thank you so much. And you know, and it's one of those things. It's like, well, is this just a coincidence? Would it have happened anyway? I don't know. I you know, may, I open. I'm open to the possibility that it was a hundred percent coincidence. But you know, sure. It's at the very least he got feeling better about the whole situation and at the very, yep. and, at, and at most he may have now manifested this new reality which is what yep. i believe i think i think Me you know too. when you change on the inside the world changes on the outside Couldn't all right agree so more. all right so why don't we wrap this up with uh, come back home i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to land the plane here with where we started with with time abundance let me just mention again if you haven't got my book yet go get the book um, myabundancebook.com and you can, I'll, I'll send you the book for free and uh, you just cover shipping and, uh, and um, 
or just get it on Amazon.com. You can get it there too. But I would actually recommend getting it from me for uh, because I've got I'm gonna have an incredible gift that I'm gonna be giving people. That I can't even announce yet. I'm gonna be announcing it uh, next week. And you know, depending on when people listen, they, that that incredible yeah, this bonus will come made. out in another two weeks. So that'd be perfect. Great. So they'll still be able to get that bonus and take advantage of it. Um, down the road, it, it may not be available because it's very it's a time timely, time sensitive one. So I recommend people going to myabundancebook.com and ordering it that way. And there's you, you know this way you can take advantage of all kinds of awesome stuff we'll be sending your way. But you know feel free to order it on Amazon or go to your bookstore or however you whatever works for you. Myabundancebook.com. All right. Last thing uh, is time abundance. Right, so we think that time is only you know there's only so many hours in the day. There's only enough so many you know days in the week. So all the thoughts that we have are you know do you have time do you have abundant thoughts about time or do you have scarcity right. thoughts about time? And and right. as a society we you know we get all we adopt all these beliefs that we hear from other people. There's not enough hours in the day, not enough days yep. in the week, so much to do, totally. so little time. And so what I would ask you to do, I'd invite you to do, is question those beliefs and start taking on new beliefs. The belief that I share in Abundance Unleashed is I have all the time in the world. I love it. And, you know, most time management programs will teach you how to manage your time or how to get you more productive. But there's an illusion or there's a, there's a, um, a I don't know, a lost for words for whatever it is, a misunderstanding or there's a... The problem with that ultimately is that if you are somebody who's aiming to you know, do more things, if you have your own business, if you have a busy life, there's always more to do than, you know, there's a, we have an endless to-do list. I know right. it's me, like, like I, my work is never done because I have my own business, but I only work part-time. But there's a million right. things I could be doing every minute of every day to keep growing my business. So it's not about getting more productive. If you can become more productive, then it's like you're on the hamster wheel, but now you're running faster, right? right. So it's not about running faster. It's about taking control of your time. You know, and how yeah. we spend our time is how we spend our life. If you want to have a high quality of life, you need to master your time. You want to be doing yeah. the things that you love, and you want to feel good while you're doing it. So you know, I, I recommend, you know, we, know, we all know the phrase, if you love what you do, you never day, you never work a day in your life, and that's true. Absolutely. You know, so you want to be doing work that you love, but you could be doing work that you love and still be all stressed out because oh, there's not enough time. I gotta hurry up and get this done. I gotta hurry up and get that done. Yep. So if you want time abundance, you're gonna you need a, a, a mental makeover around time, and uh, and so there's a lot of secrets that I share in the book, and of course, like I mentioned, I have a whole program called Free Your Time, Free Your Life, but the bottom line is is that you can be time abundant. You could be, and this is what I want for everyone. I want everyone to be able to do exactly what they want to be doing uh, as close to 100% of the time as possible, right? So that you're, you're yeah. working as much as you want to work. And a lot of people think, well, if I could have total control, I wouldn't want to work. I would never work again. Well, I think actually most people, you know, we have a desire to, to contrib- con- contribute. I, I, I set myself up where I didn't need to work for many months. And at first, like the first... Six weeks, it was like, hallelujah. Yeah. And then the next six weeks, it was like, hmm, I don't know. And then eventually, I was like, yeah, screw yeah. that. You know, I got to get back. I got to do something. I got to be useful right. in some way. I need to be challenged. And you know, we need to be challenged yep. to be alive. 
Absolutely. So I think we all want to work. So, but bottom line is, like, we want to be doing exact as much as exactly what we wanted to be doing as close to 100% of the time as possible. You want to be spend time with your family? Great. You're spending time with your family. You want to be at work? Now you're working. Great. You want to take a vacation? You take a vacation. And I want you to enjoy what you're doing as much as possible. So you're doing work you love, you're spending time with people you love, and you're enjoying it the whole time. So you're not stressed out, overwhelmed. And, and all of this time scarcity is still just a feeling. Yep. And you can piece process it out. You can instant miracle it. And you can get yourself to total time abundance. And another reason why I would recommend going to myabundancebook.com and getting the book is because in it, we have uh, time abundance, we have abundance assessments. So you can test your abundance levels, your wealth abundance, your love abundance, your health abundance, and your time abundance. Because time is one of the most precious resources we have. And we, I want you to feel wealthy when it comes to time. I want you to feel prosperous, prosperous and abundant around time. And I've been able to work with people using these tools who took the assessment and had a, a, an abundance score of, you know, under 20% abundant, you know, and help them get up to over 90% abundant just by working through the fears and doubts about, you know, fears about and stress and worry about time. And so I look forward yeah. to hearing, I, you know, I hope you apply what we've done, what we've talked about here and what's in the book. And I can't wait to hear, and I want you to take your time abundance test, the time abundance test and hear where you are now and then apply all this stuff and then take it again and see how it all shakes out. I would love to, I'd love to know. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love your your input, and it's it's so funny because, you know, it's what I talk about all the time. It's like yeah, our life becomes a story that we tell about it. You know, what what whatever you're saying, it's like you know, abracadabra. As I speak, I create. So we're creating what is true for us with our words. And it's funny how even someone like myself who talks about these things all the time can slip into those sort of bad habits sometimes, like, you know, making the joke, oh, well, I haven't learned how to master time and space yet, so I'm limited on time. Well, okay, great. It's it's somewhat funny to say I haven't mastered time and space yet, but really, what am I creating? More of uh, of an experience where that is the case. So we have to be really careful with our 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 abracadabras our magic that we're creating our spelling right and that's what we're doing when we're speaking 100 you know? and our emotions are far more powerful than our thoughts so you know as, as tough yeah. as it is to be right. thinking things and saying things and that creates it how our, are you feeling but if you yeah, yeah you're, if you could say all the time like i have all the time in the world i have all the time in the world and try to mantra it away or uh, affirmation it away but if you feel the time scarcity, then it's not, you know, it'll help a little, yeah. but not that much. So, you know, we, we have all the thoughts. We could, we could think abundant thoughts and, you know, um, you know, try to mantra it away. I have all the time in the world. I have all the time in the world or, or affirmation it away or whatever. But if we feel it inside, if we feel all the scarcity of time or worried about time, you know, then that, that it can help a little. But if you really want to resolve it, then you want to peace process it away. Get yourself resolve the scarcity get yourself to a place of peace and all of a sudden the whole world opens up to you you'll feel much more abundant you'll feel much more spacious and you'll be more productive because productivity is at its best yeah. when you're centered and you're guided i call it the gui a guided yeah. state of flow when you're feeling guided and by source or intuition or whatever creativity and you're in the flow, you're going to do your best work versus feeling, and I know some people think, oh, I do my best work at the last minute. Well, maybe that's just the only time you actually get yourself to do it is at the last minute. Or maybe the little you get a little hit of adrenaline 
And maybe that does help a little bit, but I believe you're going to be at your most productive, most resourceful when you're peaceful, centered, guided, and in the flow. And that's the way I like to operate. And that's what I invite. That's what is available to all of us when we work through our stuff and we get ourselves into the abundance zone. I love it. I love it. Christian, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share and drop some wisdom on uh, on all the listeners, including myself. And um, I do have one last question I would like to leave you with, though. Uh, I always open with the same question and end with the same question. And my, my last question is, in 60 seconds or less, what is the meaning of life according to Christian Michelson? The meaning of life. It's good. Good one. Yeah. Uh, Easy question. Easy one. Uh, You know what? I don't know. I really don't know what the meaning of life is. And I don't know that we need to know. You know, the meaning of life. Does life, 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 to me, life just is. Let's enjoy the ride, you know? Hmm. Um, Do we, does life need a meaning? I'm not sure. You know, the purpose of life maybe, or, you know, that might be a little different. Maybe the purpose of life is to, to learn, to grow, to have fun, to contribute, you know, that, that might be some more of what our purpose here is is all about. But, you know, the meaning of it all, I don't know, you know. But that's one of the great things about uh, the work that I do is that, you know, it's not really, we don't need to be, it's not about the thoughts, it's about the feelings a lot of times, right? So we don't need to, right. I don't need to have a meaning to, to, what, to life, I just want to enjoy it. So stay out of the, one of the things yeah. I, I teach people while they're doing the peace process or one of the things I'll say is you know stay out of the mind, stay in the body, and I think the same thing here. Yeah. I don't know if we need to we need to get all hyper intellectual. Although I, I know the name of your podcast suggests a lot of uh, intellectual people probably listening, but for me, stay out of the mind, stay in the body, just enjoy the ride. Whatever the meaning of life is, maybe we'll find out after it's over, and maybe we'll never know. But you know, enjoy it while it's here, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it, it's positive head, but certainly the heart uh, should be leading uh, everything, I think. So I love that. I love your perspective. Thank you so much, Christian, for taking the time to connect. It's been a true pleasure, my friend. Awesome. My pleasure, too. Big hugs over the phone. Big hugs to everybody listening. And I hope to meet all of you in person one day at one of my live events or um, you know, at some point in, in life. I, I love helping people and touching people. and I love hearing how I'm making a difference. So um, you know, thank you for having me and thank you for letting me uh, connect with your audience. My pleasure. Take care, Christian. You too. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's interview episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, We would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. (laughs) Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. 
Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.